Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Amanda, and welcome to Hey Sugar, bringing you weekly spoonfuls of inspiration, motivation, and love. Um, You know, it's been about a week since we've had our podcast. We took a little bit of a break, but we are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I thought, you know, on this episode, usually I have um, a guest or two that I'm interviewing, but today I thought I'd take a little bit of time to tell you about who I am and what's my story because she got a story. So, um, you know, I have a very interesting life and, uh, it's so important for me to share who I am because you can get a better understanding of why I do what I do. You know, I grew up, um, I'm the baby of the family, six siblings, a pastor's kid, um, grew up in a little city called San Dimas, you know, Raging Waters in California. (laughs) If you ever been, yes, I'm straight up from the burbs. That's true. 100% Steven in the background there. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in the suburbs, um, PK. Um, so I lived somewhat of a sheltered life. My dad was an older man. And so um, me being the baby of the family, I wasn't allowed to do hardly anything, you know, couldn't go to house parties. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Like I could, I could wear pants, you know, I could wear makeup and, you know, lipstick, all that other good stuff and all that and listen to, you know, secular music as some people like to call it. But, you know, I lived a sheltered life where I didn't get to do a lot of things and I wasn't exposed to a lot of, um, street life, so to speak being from the burbs. And so, um, but I had amazing, amazing family, great mom, great dad, uh, great brothers and sisters and church family and all that. Um, so I've always been very confident as a girl, as a, a teenager, as a young woman, uh, in who I am because we were raised that way. My dad always raised us to be uh, very confident, believing in ourselves. Um, he used to always say, you know, you're white. That's my former last name. You know, you're white, so you can't let nobody outdo you. You gotta be, you know, the best and you gotta handle your business and you gotta, you know, shine. And so I've always grown up with that attitude of I'm Amanda, you know, I'm dope. Didn't use that word back then, but I'm dope. And, you know, I, I, I got to do what I have to do because I'm, I'm who I am. I'm confident I was born to be a queen or a princess. So, um, I had a lot of confidence as a kid. Um, so self-esteem wasn't a issue of mine that I had, but as a young woman, um, you know, I fell in love. Don't we all just fall in love sometimes? You know, didn't know a lot about, you know, life and everything. So I, I fell in love with with this guy, this young man um, that came uh, to our church. And I fell head over heels for him because I was the first time, I guess, I was really in love. Well, not the first time, maybe the sec- second time, but it was real. I was in love with him. And, um, and so it was a... Uh, a great relationship. We shared a lot of things in common. He was a musician. I was a musician. He wrote, he produced a lot of my beginnings of music and who I am as a creative started with me connecting with him. Sure. I had the gift and everything, but that's when I really started to cultivate my gift of being a musician and a creative is when I met him. Um, 
So he had um, some things in his past, things happened to him, like things happened to all of us that really affected him as a man. Um, But I loved him and I dealt with it and I I didn't notice uh, red flags because I didn't know what red flags were in a relationship because I had this relationship of my mom and dad that was really great. Um, And so that was my reflection. And so I didn't know, you know, what to think of or what red flags were. Um, so a year and a half in a relationship or so after having a baby and everything, um, I found myself in a domestic violence relationship with him. Um, and, uh, as a result of that, I became broken. Now it's crazy. Like all during that time while we were together and I was experiencing this, um, this domestic violence, um, I never still, I remain confident in who I was, but I just was maybe because I grew up in church and I know this is what it is. It is what it is. I grew up in church. So I thought, you know, I know he had these experiences. I really want to help him out. Uh, you know, there's redemption for him. You know, he has his own problems and issues, but he still can, uh, you know, have hope. And so I found myself in this broken relationship and, um, I kind of got lost along the way and me being in a family that was so loving and concerning, I found that I would isolate myself in the sense of, I wouldn't let my mom or my sisters or anybody know what was going on with me. They would see me at church every single Sunday. I'm playing the piano. I'm directing the choir. But no one knew that I was living in this turmoil during the week. And it's so crazy when I think about it now, when I talk about it. And so um, here I am, this young woman who was born with, you know, this confidence. You know, I was flatlining and I was hiding my pain from my circle. And so... Um, somewhere in that time period, you know, I, I saw that, you know what, I need to get out of this relationship and, uh, I need to separate myself from my, that was my husband. I needed to separate myself from my husband. I needed to do what was best for me and my daughter. So I decided to leave the toxic relationship. Um, and so I took that time for me to heal after I left that relationship. Now, Fast forward to today, and even back then too, um, when we broke up, we still remained friends because I forgave him. He recognized the things that he did, and um, I still loved him because he was my daughter's father, and I forgave him. And I took that opportunity when we broke up for me to heal. I didn't date anybody. I needed to get myself together, Um, and so... It's just amazing when you allow yourself to forgive someone that has hurt you in that way. Um, and it's so important for you to forgive because sometimes when we hold on to unforgiveness, um, a person that has hurt us, they are living their life and they're not even thinking of us. And then we're still walking around with this load, this pain and um, this baggage that we're carrying. And it's sometimes stopping us from progressing. So, um, I forgave him. And so we had an okay relationship after that. So on my healing journey, um, I was able to open up 
to my mom and my sisters years later to let them know what happened um, to me. And they're like, how come you didn't say anything? How come you didn't come to us? And a lot of times the reason why people don't come to people when they're experiencing trauma or something that is like polar opposite of what you would accept as an individual is because you're shameful, right? You're feeling shame. Uh, you're thinking like, well, dang, like I'm Amanda. I'm this misconfident girl that grew up like this. How can I let this happen to me? So I don't want to share it with anybody because I feel less than, than what, you know, what everybody else thinks that I am. And so that's what happened. I didn't want to share because I didn't want them to see that I wasn't confident anymore which is crazy. I didn't share that with my family, but that's the truth. That's the real, that's the 100. I isolated myself, but I still showed up every single weekend um, at church to play and sing, but yet no one knew what was going on with me. And um, that's isolation. I'm the type of person that... um, or I come from a family where we're very open with each other and we share what's going on in our lives. But here I am uh, being uh, different than what I've usually been. I didn't share. I didn't share anything that was going on in my life. And sometimes we do that. Um, we isolate ourselves because we want to face it on our own sometimes. Like, I know this is going on in my world. I just want to deal with it. I don't want anybody to be a part of it because I'm trying to figure it out on my own. I want to figure it out on my own. And sometimes in reality, you can't figure it out on your own. And you really need uh, some people in your life to kind of help you. And I know that sometimes we think isolation is the best solution for us to process our challenges and the things that we are going through, but it really isn't. I know sometimes you feel like you don't want to bother someone or you're thinking about like, what are the consequences um, that I'm going to have if I tell this person this or what's their reaction going to be or their thoughts of me if I say something to them. And so you isolate yourself. And isolation is one of the most scariest places to be. Um, and you're alone with your thoughts and you run out or run through like so many scenarios when you're in isolation, you're not thinking rational. Like you're thinking about all kinds of stuff. Well, what if I do this? And well, maybe I should do that. And well, if I do that, this will happen. And, and, you know, sometimes you need people to help you think things through, right? Sometimes you need people to help you like put a perspective on something. And that's why life coaching um, is so important, I think. You need somebody to help guide you when you're kind of lost, kind of like lost at sea. Years later, like I said, I did share with um, my mom and my sisters what happened to me, and they were very shocked and and wondered why I didn't tell them. And, and definitely they reassured that um, me that they are my tribe. They're my family. I can come to them. And and I knew that all along. Um, and so in that moment, um, I realized after having conversations with them, 
that it was so important for us as men and women to share what's going on in our lives with our, our family, with our tribe, with our community. And through my own personal experiences, um, I see the importance of having a community of people. A lot of times we're walking around, we're suffering and not letting people know what's going on with us. We're in these masks. They're asking us how we're doing. We say we're okay. We're lying because deep down inside we are really sincerely hurting. So it's so important for if you have a, a tribe, a family a connection, a community, um, just you need to be honest with them and let them know how you feel and what's going on in, in your world. And so through all that experience, me being a kid, me uh, growing up as a PK, me living that church life, me having such a great, amazing family, um, I wanted to find a way to give what I had to other people. Hence, that's the reason why I started She Stories. Um So when I grew up in church, being a pastor's kid, doggone it, I didn't want to be there. Everybody knows that. I tell the story everywhere I go. (laughs) Who does, right? I mean, come on. Do we got to go to church like all the time? Seriously? Um, But um, at church, we would have this thing called testimony service, right? And so every first Sunday of the month, we would have a service where people would get up and talk about their life challenges and what they've experienced and how, you know, it was really hard, but God brought them through. So, you know, this old lady would get up and she would be like, you know, woke up this morning with my mind, ooh, stayed on Jesus. Woke up this morning with my mind, ooh, stay. So she would sing a little bit of the song and then she would say, you know, give an honor to God, you know, Pastor White, that was my dad's name, rest in peace. Uh, you know, and all the other people in the church. And she would say, um, you know, I I had a hard time, you know, this month, I wasn't able to uh, do the things that I used to do. And I wasn't able to meet, you know, all of my um, financial requirements or obligations, but I prayed about it. And, and, you know, three days later, somebody knocked at my door and had some money for me. And I just want you guys to know that if you don't give up and if you keep your faith in God, that God will deliver. And so I was like, man, wow, that's kind of dope as a kid, but I still didn't want to be there though. (laughs) But it was kind of dope. And now that I look at it now, I'm like, man, like that gave a lot of people hope. To hear stories of people in the church, older people that talked about all these challenges that they've experienced and how it seemed like they weren't going to make it. But like at the nick of time, like God came through, that was very encouraging. That gave a lot of hope and they were able to give people hope and stories do that. Stories give people hope. So I said, ah, I need to recreate that. I need to create this sacred space, safe space for women to share their stories. Why? So they can encourage themselves because we got to reflect on, 
you know, the things that happen in our lives so that we can remember if you made it through that, you can make it through this. All right. So it's healing for yourself and then healing for the people and the audience, the listeners, because we need to hear that other people have been through what we've been through. Cause it kind of like, you know, there's a commonality there. Like, Oh, he went through that, man. I'm not the only one. I thought I was the only one. Oh man, really? They had a hard time. I'm having a hard time too. And we're all in a different place, you know, in our story, either we are starting our journey and dealing with stuff or we're in the middle, the messy middle, or we just made it out and we want to share our story. And so that has been, uh, my reason why I wanted to start She Stories. So I started it. So, hey, let me start telling stories. Let me start, you know, making the space for women to share their stories. And so, you know, fast forward almost two years later and over 50 people that have shared their stories, male and female, I've seen amazing transformation that has happened with the listeners. Um, it's just the craziest thing. Um, number one, People might find it odd for you to get up and tell your story in, a, in front of a bunch of strangers, but it's probably easier to tell your story in front of a bunch of strangers than it is with your own family, with your own friends, because they don't know you. So it doesn't matter what they think. But um, so you get up and you tell your story in front of the people that you don't know. Um, and in that moment, you can't see it, but somewhere you can just imagine the transformation that happens when you're telling your story or when that person is telling their story, because it's like they're going through this healing process where they're embracing their story and they're able to be free. They're kind of like lifting, you know, their load, kind of like Erica Badu talks about bag lady. You got too much stuff. You know, it's like they're dropping their bags off when they're telling their story. Um, and even people that, um, come up and sing that share, you know, through music, they even stop to tell a little bit of their story and they, they just feel inspired by the stories that they've heard to be free themselves. And so it's a very, um, uh, amazing opportunity for people to be free. And so I, I love it. I love what I do. I'm, I'm just glad that I can be the vessel for women and for men to share their stories. Um, and in that night, um, we've also seen a lot of relationships being built. I know that it's hard sometimes for us adults to make friends. We're all not, you know, preschoolers. And so it's not easy to make friends when you're an adult, but in, um, the storytelling nights, it's, it's just such a great space and great environment for people to create friendships. So, Storytelling is great. Um, that's the reason why I love um, or learning to love Hey Sugar podcast because it's my opportunity to share my stories and the stories of other people so that you can be inspired and that you can be motivated and that you can know that, you know, you are loved and that you should love yourself. So, you know, throughout life, we're all going to have experiences that causes us to lose sight of who we are. And sometimes we become lifeless and lightless because we all have a light. And sometimes we allow other people to dim our glow. Um, but if we can just really look at 
how we've overcome a lot of the challenges in our life. We can kind of rewrite the script in our head or reframe our thinking and knowing that, um, Hey, you are confident. And I posted on Instagram today for she stories of be about be proud of yourself. It is so hard to be proud of yourself, especially when you are measuring your timeline to someone else's, right? Be proud of who you are. Finish your own race. It's not her race, his race, it's your race. So finish your own race. Be proud of who you are. Embrace your story and stand in that. Stand in who you are and what you've experienced and the person that you have become or the person that you are becoming. So I just want to say I love you guys. You're so amazing. And hey, sugar, we love you. Peace out.